This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're, 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 tuned, you're tuned into It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, the top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata at Odyssey Sports Podcast. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, how you doing? Uh, I am very nervous because I am in a fantasy championship and Trevor Lawrence is my quarterback. So, okay. Not great. Not bad. Okay. He's not doing well. So, I guess yeah. slightly bad. <laughs> yeah. He, he needs to figure out the fumbling problem. Uh, and I like Trevor Lawrence. <sighs> Yeah, the uh, the the fumble to start the game. So I, I start off at negative two is uh, not ideal. Yeah, <laughs> Hopefully, you guys are listening to this and like he threw for five touchdowns or something, and I'm sound stupid. But at the very moment, I am I am a little tilt. Mike, did you learn anything from the Bengals Tampa game? You have to let the whole game play out. No reaction in the first half, first quarter, second quarter. Oh, I understand. I uh, uh, after seeing what Kirk Cousins did last week, I um, I am I will wait at least until the third quarter gets going. Yeah, I, it's it's it, it's a good defense. Honestly, you go against the Jets and um, nobody said be- that when the Bengals beat them, but yeah, they are a good defense. I thought the same thing while I was watching <laughs> while I was watching the Jags. Offense. I mean, they weren't really a good defense back then, so I, it is a little a little a little I don't know misinformationy. But at the same time, I feel like now that you've seen them, like, they're all this together. It's like oh. the Jets played the Bengals pretty well. They got pressure. Sauce did a really good job on Chase. He they, did didn't do a bad job overall. Just T got a few dunks in and, you know, Burrow was Burrow, but it felt like after that, the case was, uh, well, Robert Sala. Why? I don't know if he's the guy type thing. And then, you know, their defense looks good as it did in that game and starts turning. I had a tweet a couple weeks ago when they benched Zach Wilson. I said, see, see, the Bengals were playing the Jets at their best when Joe Flacco was out there. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I kind of felt that way, to be honest. But it's funny you say that because I was watching the beginning of this game because we're recording this on a Thursday night. And I thought, I'm going to tweet, you know, the Bengals did a pretty good job, but nobody ever talks about what they did against the Jets defense. Well, I just didn't because I didn't feel like it. Uh, you never know what the reaction is going to be on that. They're ten and four right now. Jets are trying to get into the playoff after um, hot starts at times during the season. At the moment, AFC playoff picture is going to be really fun to watch. I want to get to that in just a moment. We're going to move over to the Pro Bowl. I love Pro Bowl social media because it's one of those things where people are like, oh, take it off TV. Nobody cares about the Pro Bowl, but there are so many tweets about the voting. 
the game when it is on, what they're going to change about it, who's in, what's the snub, who um, shouldn't be in, all of that fun stuff with that conversation. It's just fun to watch personally. And I do have a few tweets about it when it comes to the Bengals and people they leave off. Because, again, at the end of the day, I hope the Bengals have plans that weekend. They're traveling to Arizona for the game the next week, and that game doesn't even matter, and no, nobody's going to even be able to be in attendance for it. And maybe Tua can show up. And, and replace Joe Burrow because Joe will be there. I'm going to start with quarterbacks right now. And I'm going to give the Pro Bowl voting a little credit because it's one third fans, one third coaches, one third players who vote. So the fan votes were out last week and it was showing that Tua had the most votes. You know, fans are tweeting, they're using the hashtag. And Tua non came out strong. Yeah. And but at the same time, players and coaches also have a vote. And I kind of like that. It was a little surprising to me to see Joe Burrow get it, not because I don't think he should, he's a pro bowler because of just the the overall fan tweets and votes and stats. And I'm like, oh man, he's really not going to get this. That's unfortunate because Joe Burrow was a pro bowler last year too, and he didn't get it. Um, and it's, it's again, personally for me, it's more for pro bowl, all pro, um, you know, at the end of their career, all that stuff does stack up and matter. And when it comes to contract negotiations and stuff like that, I feel like that's really important for a player, not so much for me, but for contracts. And rookie contracts. Uh, if you make a Pro Bowl, your scale goes up a lot. So you make more money. So that that's also a big deal. It's in the CBA. Yeah, we are a podcast of the players. We care about the players making more money, as much money as possible. And that's personally what I feel about it. Um, at the end of the day, it is a popularity contest when it comes to some names. TJ Watt, for example, who didn't play a lot this season. And his I wonder if players – sorry to cut you off, but oh. it, it did cross my mind when TJ Watt made it because I don't think the fans voted him in. It just crossed my mind of just like – do you think like players and coaches are just like – writing down who they think's the best like not even thinking about like he's having the best year they just think like oh yeah tj watt should be there he's really good i mean his teammate is is having a heck of a season and i feel like he deserved it that's that's the sad part is highsmith is having a, a better year so far but i mean i can't say much because tj watt looked like better than a defensive player of the year in the two games he played against the Bengals. so if i was a Bengals player i'd probably write him down <laughs> i would probably I mean, you know what? maybe Maybe Joe Burrow did. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're Burrow, right? You throw two picks to the guy. I think you got to write This guy is an all-pro. He's a pro bowl. Like, I want him on my team. <laughs> for believe once. me, there are two players that I would take. If you look around the AFC North who had one, it would be TJ Watt and Miles Garrett. Um, yeah. But, you know, you know, some of it is it's it's the name. But I was actually surprised to see the AFC quarterback room. I actually thought they got it right. You get Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, three of the top AFC quarterbacks I've right now. You were surprised by that? I, I'm surprised because I feel like it never works out that way. I feel like it's okay. you get Patrick Mahomes and then you just get like a random quarterback in there. And then you're like, why didn't why didn't this guy get it? Lamar Jackson got it last year and, and he was That's hurt true. for most of the season. I didn't feel like he deserved it last year. I think Lamar Jackson is a great quarterback. He is going to get paid in a few months. That is nothing against Lamar. I just didn't think he deserved it last year and he got voted in. I thought they got it right in the quarterback room. Yeah, I thought it was an easy thing though. That's That's why I guess I'm a little bit Surprised. I also see the whole Tua was snubbed. I don't think you can remove any of the guys that made no. it over him. I mean, the thing with Tua is he's first alternate, I believe. There is a very good chance that one of those three quarterbacks, hopefully Burrow, is going to the Super Bowl, so he gets in anyway. But yeah, I that I mean, to me it was an obvious three choices. And um AFC's just stacked at quarterback. Like I'm 
unless Lamar leaves to the NFC, you're talking about the three that made it, you know, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, who might be the three best quarterbacks in the league in general, Justin Herbert, you've got Tua, you've got Lamar. <laughs> and then you look at the NFC and Kirk Cousins makes it. And you're like, well, you know, if it, this is one of those years where you kind of wish they had the, the legends drafting the teams and no AFC or NFC thing going on, but that's not how it went. Um, yeah, I saw that Kirk Cousins made it, and I was like, oh, I that's why I would be upset if I was a Tua fan. I would be like, but Kirk Cousins made it. But it's like, oh, those are the weird Pro Bowl rules. <laughs> yeah, no, and and yeah, Tua, credit to him. He's having a great season, too, but he's not better than than Joe and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And like I said, and like you said, one of those three quarterbacks is more than likely going to be playing Super Bowl weekend, and Tua can get his chance. He'll get his chance. Um, but even the wide receivers, I feel like the wide receiver room is stacked. I was a little surprised that T Higgins wasn't a, an alternate. I didn't look and see who all the alternate was. Alternate Tyler Boyd is ahead of him. I saw that and I was like, oh, well, that's wrong. But I wonder if there's just players and coaches that know Boyd better than they know Higgins because Higgins is like a second year player. Um, I'm trying to see if I can very quickly find the alternates off of a Google search. But yeah, I mean, T should have made it over Boyd. And I can say that as somebody who follows this team really well. Um, eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And I love Tyler Boyd. He is great. He played with nine fingers last week. But I'm just saying I was a little surprised T. Higgins was uh, down on that and wasn't. I didn't see him as an alternate, actually. And I know the AFC room is loaded. And that's what's it's crazy about Pro Bowl voting. We talk about it all the time. Nobody cares about it. But we always talk about it because it's a conversation when you think of the best guys out there and, and how they're, they're voted in and, and what it means for that player. But, you know, I felt like the quarterback thing was silly. If anybody's getting upset about it, it's mostly just Dolphins fans and they've been pretty annoying all season to be completely uh, with you. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, oh man, the, the whole Dolphins thing does almost make it a little bit hard to even like do it. Like you have to separate the two, like two, my two. because to his story is so cool. But then if you do get heavy into the weeds, which is, this is also why I don't go on there and argue with a lot of people very often but if you get heavy into the weeds i can easily see why you're not a fan of what's uh, of tua because of the fans because they are toxic i it and this was also true i think for some of the burrow fans were kind of toxic a little bit and the mm-hmm. herbert fans although it feels like herbert and burrow fans have kind of chilled out they're friends now fans. Yeah, they've both united against the two. I'm saying this all from afar, but uh, <laughs> when I look I'm at it, I'm like, but I think I think it's friendly now. I think it's yeah, yeah. I think I think 
which is what should have been happening the entire time. Herbert and Burrow fans come together and they're like, oh, these are just two top five quarterbacks. You know, that's what they should be saying the entire time, though. Like <laughs> last year, I was like, guys, why are you arguing so much? It's like same tier. What flavor do you like? Do you like the big strong arm or do you like the quick, uh, quick release accurate type? I don't know. Like, which one do you prefer? It, it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter. Like, to me, Mahomes is probably still on top, but after that, you can go Allen, Burrow, Herbert, whatever you want. I don't think Tua is in that tier, but he, yeah. I probably still have Lamar near that Burrow, Allen, Herbert tier. Just what he did in 2019 and even 2020 was just still sticks in my mind. The further we get away, the harder it is to still say that, even though he's been good, he hasn't been as awesome as he was those years. So, but I don't rate quarterbacks, so I'm I'm uh, I'll I'll take I'll let people in that far and then shut it off. I'm gonna move on to the defensive side because I want to give this guy some time. But it's gonna be DJ Reader. But I want to say there is a certain writer over at the Ringer who likes to bring up that conversation when it comes to Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. And I think it's absolutely insane when it comes to that conversation and who's ahead of who. And you can't you can't enjoy both. It's it's unfortunate they're two good quarterbacks. Um, I said it actually off the air before we started recording. Justin Herbert in the playoffs and his roster starting to get healthy terrifies me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie when I think about the Chargers and what they could do uh, possibly in the wild card round or division round to be determined. I think. Chargers and, and KC would be just such a great wild card weekend if KC falls to two, to be completely honest with you. That would be so fun. And after every KC uh, LA game I've ever seen, it will end in heartbreak for LA. That's what will happen. I'm getting my <laughs> that like the invitational, the AFC uh, championship invitational that I keep hearing that happens in Kansas City every year doesn't happen would be pretty. I, I, yeah, I could be wrong. I just whatever I see the game, right. whatever I watch a KC Chargers game, it, it's like the Chargers are in it through like 59 minutes and 40 seconds, and then the last 20 seconds happen, and just something goes completely haywire, and Kansas City wins. That's what it feels like every time I've watched one of those. But I don't know. Maybe that's recency bias because it is what happened recently. Pick six, Justin Herbert. Um, okay, we're moving on. Poor Gerald to- Everett was tired. He wanted out. We're moving on uh, to DJ Reader. We have three minutes in this segment. We got to give the guy some love. I love when national media says DJ Reader got snubbed. We don't like it. I know he missed some games this season, but the defense, he anchors it. It's a difference maker when DJ Reader is out there. This is another one I want to see the alternate list because I'm wondering, he's fifth alternate. Who is ahead of the three guys got named, whatever. They're, They're really, really good at their job. So I can't hate too much. I think I would have him over... Man, I would probably, I you, you know me. I probably have him over Simmons and maybe even Williams, uh, right below Jones. But uh, yeah, when when uh, when I saw that, I was like, okay, the the top three are fine. But I can't think of who else is ahead of him. Like, did Christian Wilkins get in ahead of him? I feel like he probably did, even though I think Reader has been better. That like, Wilkins got love on national spotlight because he played in that game. Uh, I'm trying to think of other guys that would be ahead of him. But it's like when you're thinking of AFC defensive tackles, it's like did DeForest Buckner get there by name recognition? Did uh, I don't know. There's not a lot of defensive tackles in the AFC I would take ahead of him. So for him to be like eighth, Ridiculous. But I will also say he was healthy and this good all last year, and he wasn't even named an alternate. And this year he finally got named an alternate. So hopefully the more respect 
than recognition he earns. He can get into the Pro Bowl next season. But it's just add a nose tackle Pro Bowl vote. Like, I'm so sick of the Pro Bowl vote is disgusting for fans. And I assume the coaches, media, whoever else votes too, because you have to vote for three fullbacks for each conference. Why? There's like six. There's like, sorry, not six. There's like three useful fullbacks in the NFL. If it's Lorenzo like, Neal's not out there, there's no reason that we should <laughs> be voting for a fullback. It's, it's Kyle Juszczyk, and after that, it's, I don't know, Patrick Ricard. Like, a few guys are, like, fine. Uh, it's Kyle Juszczyk and nobody else, really. So why am I voting for six fullbacks? But you only vote for, like, I think four offensive tackles. You don't – I don't think – you must do left, right. I don't think you do left, right. I don't think you do left, right. I think it's just four offensive tackles, four guards, and then three centers or something like that. I don't know. It's disgusting. And then for obviously you have the issue of they put outside linebacker. They don't really care if you're an edge player or a linebacker. They just put you in there. So that's why Jermaine Pratt is not even listed as an alternate because those are all edge guys that play outside linebacker that make it. And then you have – it should be off-ball linebacker. And then you have your edge. And I know they get so many edge players in because that's what's the golden age right now. It's all these guys, but linebackers aren't getting the credit they deserve. And then inside it should be defensive. It should be, you know, you could put defensive tackle still and then have nose tackle. And even if I'm voting for two nose tackles, you know, reader would make it. It would be reader and that. I don't know. Wilkins play enough nose tackle. <laughs> uh, there's there's probably somebody I can, I'm off the top of my head here. I can't name a nose tackle other than Reader, but like did did Ed Oliver get in over him? Because that would be wrong. I don't know. I, I our goal on this podcast is to bring attention to the players. Like I said, it's a player podcast. We are gonna get DJ Reader an All Pro this season. We I hope gonna- so. All Pro does the same thing though. You don't vote for a nose tackle. We're going to figure it out and we're going to get justice for DJ reader to get the attention he deserves. I've always said, we don't look to, we don't look at media or national attention for validation when it's your favorite team or player, but it's time for DJ reader for people to pay attention and we're going to make it happen. Uh, We're just going to talk about him every podcast. There's going to be like a DJ reader segment that we're going to flip in there because he does something insane. I'm sorry. It's not fair. I know he's been injured, but you could say the same thing about TJ Watt. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say it doesn't matter if you're going in there. You're making a difference right now, and he is when he is out there. You need him on defense. Um, it's not fair. I don't like it. Vince Wilfork, probably the best nose tackle that I've seen with my own two eyes, was named a first team All Pro one time, and then what, the only other one I could think of that would be up there that maybe got Pro Bowl votes. He made the Pro Bowl like four or five times, but Vince Wilfork was a little bit of a personality. Haloti Nada made it twice as a first-team All-Pro, but he could rush the passer a little bit more than these guys. We could talk about this all night. We're not going to. We're not doing we, three segments on those tackles? We are not, but we are a huge fan of DJ Reader. And, he, should, um, he should be in there, but hopefully the All-Pro vote goes different. I, it, I would love even if he was just a second-team All-Pro, because I think he should be. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. I did see for the NFC. Sorry to keep extending this segment, but uh, Dexter Lawrence made it and he's like a DJ reader of the NFC. So maybe there is hope that these run stopping defensive tackles can get in there. Uh, They just need to keep building the name recognition in the media and within, you know, player circles too. Pro Bowl, All Pro, Hall of Fame. It's hard in Cincinnati. 
Uh, but we will keep talking about it and hopefully, you know, things like that change. We'll move on. Your mailbag questions. You guys did a great job. Thanks for sending them. You can follow on Twitter at LNDS Patterson, Bengals underscore Sands. We'll have those questions next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.